Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum. And as always, go to silentjim.com to listen to all episodes and get all show notes and all that good stuff that we put on that one website. Literally the only website you need to remember if you enjoy this show, silentjim.com. Okay, so today's topic is balance. How do I maintain balance? As business owners, we're asked to balance a lot of things. Let me just brainstorm a list through here right now. I didn't write this down. It's something I've been thinking about today. And hopefully this is something that's of value to you. It's a question that actually comes up fairly frequently. Every few months or so, at a minimum, someone brings it up. How do you balance family and business? How do you balance cutting costs and investing in your business is another one. How do you balance the time you spend learning versus the time you spend applying what you've learned in your business, right? And we could go on and on. Short-term goals versus long-term goals might be another one that you think, man, how do I balance these things? And I'm not completely convinced that balance is necessarily the right word. Having studied the topic, having looked at a lot of successful leaders, how they do things, it's more, to me, become a matter of integrating. How do I accomplish both at the same time? How do I meet the goals? And you know, how do I hit what I'm aiming for while focusing on both at the same time? So for example, here's how our family does some of these things. I work from home. Work time and family time mesh together. You've heard me say before, I don't know when I'm working, when I'm playing, when I'm being a good dad, when I'm being a good husband, when I'm being a good you know, businessman, leader, presenter, it all merges together. We travel as a group. We go to events together. We'll mix, you know, the very first big event that we had in this community, it started out as a vacation for my family and I. We're like, hey, let's go to Orlando. Yeah, we love Orlando. Let's go to Florida. Let's stay for a few weeks. While we're there, you know what? Why don't we let other people know we're there and rent a little hotel ballroom and have an event? That was the first CES. We're now calling it The Proven Conference, theprovenconference.com for information. Our next one is September 12th through 14th. little side commercial there. And if you want to join us, it's going to sell out 100% guaranteed the first day if we even make tickets public. We're going to change it up a little bit this year. And um, those of you who are in our coaching program are going to get first dibs and we're going to have a great time. But getting a little sidetracked there. That was a great example of how we've merged personal life, family life with business. It's all integrated. And as you know, we're a homeschool family. I know there's many homeschool families that listen to this show. I know there's even students, homeschool students, who listen to this show as part of their ongoing business education, which I think is phenomenal. And of all the responsibilities I feel in delivering accurate content and good, solid information, the thought of some 12 to 18-year-old sitting there listening, you know, listening to this parent say, okay, here's part of your work. Listen to this guy's show. Sorry if you don't like the show, guys. Sorry if your parents are making you listen to it. I do my best. I really do. You know, I want to keep this thing relevant and interesting for you guys, but I just speak from the heart. I share what I know. And around our home, it's not unusual at all for our kids to get into discussions with us about business matters, about business decisions. They're very entrepreneurial in their thinking as a result. We don't delineate business time from family time, from personal time, from church time, from, you know, we don't 
build all these walls into our daily schedule. And I think it's a very natural way to live your life. And sometimes, and this is another example, this isn't a, a lesson about homeschooling as much as it is a lesson about how it all kind of integrates and flows in to one big mixed mixing pot, if you will, for our family. And I think that's the way it's supposed to work. People will ask us sometimes and say, hey, you guys homeschool, how do you do it? How do you fit homeschooling in to such a busy, crazy schedule with all these things happening? Like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you manage it all? And to me, it's the challenge would be, how do we possibly get our kids in ready for school every day, send them with all the multiple books and the papers and everything that they've got to do and keep it all organized and cut out those multiple hours every day where we can't interact with them and schedule our whole life around them having to be in a building for several hours every day away from us. I don't know how people do that. Much respect. You found a great school for your kids. Hey, props to you. That's awesome. But from my vantage point, we're all homeschool parents. We all are, whether we like it or not. Some of us are good at it. Some of us aren't. Some of us use a building to supplement the education of our kids. And that's great. Some good teachers to get paid well to do cool things. Hey, that's awesome. Some of us don't go down that road, but ultimately it's the parent's responsibility to educate. So when it comes to balancing home and work, integrate it as much as you possibly can. Integrate it. I'm reminded of the pastor that came to me at one point and his Amazon business was really starting to take off. And he was a little concerned because he didn't want the people in his congregation knowing that he was really doing well, making a lot of money on Amazon. And his question to me, his legitimate question to me was, hey, Jim, how do I keep these two worlds separated? Do you have any advice for me? And instantly my advice was, integrate those two worlds. It's awesome that you're learning how to make money providing value to customers who love your products around the world. Teach them how to do it. Tell them how you did it. Send them to this podcast. Share it widely, openly. You know, in the Hebrew tradition, last names reflected the occupation of the individual. So, you know, Wasserman was the guy who provided water, right? That's where you got your last name. You were very proud of what you did. You provided it as a service and you weren't afraid to tell other people how you earned money. It's something to be proud of. That's why I call us business building warriors. It's something we should be proud of that we're earning a profit and serving others very well. A transaction, after all, for those of us who have, again, studied the Hebrew tradition, the core root of business, the most successful people group in the history of the world when it comes to serving others well and doing it profitably so you don't need donations in order to continue serving, that's the Hebrew people. They understand this. I was in a conversation with the highest ranking individual that I've ever been in conversation with at Amazon. I won't tell you who it is or how high the rank was, but it was a great, fascinating conversation, total blast, and more details possibly coming at some point in the future when it makes more sense. I'm not being intentionally secretive on these topics. I just want to protect the integrity of these relationships that we've begun to establish at Amazon. But part of the conversation was, I introduced the concept and he, you know, we were asking questions back and forth. And he said, you know, if, if you could change anything, if you had the reins of Amazon and you were in my position and you had great influence and authority and could change anything, what would it be? Oh, I loved that question because instantly I knew exactly where my mind went. And it goes to this topic of balance in an interesting way. If you'll hang with me, you know, how do we balance all these seemingly conflicting short-term versus long-term or how much time do I spend learning versus doing, or how much time do I 
It's been with my family versus my business. It goes back to the whole reason that business even exists, especially for those of us who subscribe to a biblical worldview. That doesn't mean you have to be a Christian to apply these things, but that biblical worldview has built the vast majority of the most successful businesses. Regardless of your worldview, it's that biblical worldview that businesses exist to enhance relationships, right? In fact, you've heard me say before, possibly, that a transaction, all a transaction is, is step one of what is supposed to be an ongoing, continually building in a positive direction, mutually beneficial encounter that enhances the lives of both individuals who are involved in that transaction. That's a good transaction. That first time you spend $5, hopefully next time it's $50 and both parties are still happy. Hopefully next time it's even more money. Or maybe it's that restaurant you go to every week and they know you and you know them. You'll gladly spend money for lunch there because they treat you like a champ. They love your regular business. Both parties win every time. That's what it's supposed to be like. So when I was asked by this high-ranking individual at Amazon what I would change, what challenge I would have for the leadership team, if I had the opportunity, I told them quite simply, it's this, we need to view transactions differently. Amazon could benefit in a huge way by viewing transactions differently. And here's what I mean. Right now, if I sell a product to a customer on Amazon, say send in a box of widgets, I bought them for $10 each and they sell for $50 each. Well, that's great. I made some money. But those individuals, I have no opportunity to establish a relationship with them. Because as that relationship reciprocates and grows, who knows, they might buy even more from me if they come to know, like, and trust me. And I come to know, like, and trust them and serve their needs even better. And I told this Amazon representative, let's say, uh, is the best word I can use now without giving away any details. I told him, I think that there is a whole lot of us out there who would pay considerable money as sellers for the benefit of being able to interact with our customers because that would allow relationships to take hold. And where strong relationships exist, financial success and interaction exists, there would be even more transactions for everyone. The specific example I gave him was, you know, let's say I'm a world's foremost expert at model trains and model train collecting, and that's my thing. That's what I do on the weekends. I've got a room in my house set up, and I just love it. And I'm also selling this stuff on Amazon to train enthusiasts all over the world who unfortunately because of Amazon's current policies, I'll never get to meet or interact with. I don't know who these people are. I'm not allowed to contact them and get them on my mailing list. I'm not allowed to build a community around all these transactions. So if Amazon would pull back that curtain and allow that to happen, while figuring out the semantics of how to encourage us to stay on the Amazon platform, of course, maybe they require me to pay for the privilege as the seller, but regardless, let's work out those details and allow these relationships to form. So what does that have to do with balance? What does that have to do with maintaining balance? I strongly believe, and if I had more time, I think I could lay it out in such a way that most listeners most likely agree with me on this point that balance comes down to maintaining quality relationships, building relationships on both ends of the spectrum. So the challenge isn't how do I maintain myself as a great business leader while still being a good husband and dad? How do I balance that? That's not the challenge. The challenge is what activities can I introduce into my routine that enhance simultaneously my ability to manage my business well and be a great husband and father? Because both of those 
will be enhancing relationships in a reciprocal way. There's activities, and I've mentioned some of them already. In what way? So right now, this podcast I'm recording is a great example, guys. I mean, let's imagine this scenario where, let's say for some reason, I become sick or heaven forbid, God takes me away from this planet earlier than I'm planning on it. Well, what have I done and built that could still continue to both serve my customers and those who have come to rely on this show and and the insights that my team and I, that we study and provide, as well as my family? Well, I'd like to think that this podcast is one of those. I'd like to think that maybe my grandkids might even listen to this someday. Interesting thought, isn't it? So the activity I'm participating in right now, in a very solid way, it's serving my family. Not just because I'm getting paid to do this. That's a huge benefit, of course. But it's serving my family potentially, and I'm capturing content that might be meaningful to them at some point. As my four boys and little girls start to consider what they want to do with their lives and start going down that path, maybe they'll come back, listen to some of these podcast episodes, and I can speak into their life. So I'm doing it for you, Business Building Warrior. I'm also doing it for them. Maybe they'll check this out someday. Who knows, right? But in both cases, I'm serving both interests simultaneously with my activity. And I believe that's where the solution lies. What activities can you pursue that serve both? And until you've exhausted all possibilities of those activities that serve both interests simultaneously, you don't have to worry about the whole balance question. And I even have a theory. I don't think you're ever going to exhaust the possibilities of how you can serve both interests simultaneously. There are things that you can do in your business, for example, that serve both the short-term and the long-term best interests of your business. Pursue those. There are things that you can do that while you're studying, you're also building. Now, never mind the fact that just working on you and studying, that's got to be a regular part of what you do because your business will never outgrow you. So just by studying, most of us study too little. We build too little time into our lives to study new topics, new interesting information that could potentially enhance our business at some point. We just don't spend enough time on it. That's just kind of a, it's a fact. Most of us err on the side of not spending enough time doing those sorts of activities. So I would encourage you, you know, you've got to build that into your life, but specifically spend time learning things that will enhance the exact challenges that you're facing in your business. So it's not a matter of balance. It's a matter of working on them both at the same time. What activities could you be involved in that complement both areas and solidify who you are as a leader, as a spouse, as a parent, as a business owner, you know, pursue those things that can make all those worlds mesh together. We're not supposed to keep them separate. Well, that's just the way I see things, having studied the biblical worldview and and seen what works around here. But hey, maybe you feel differently. That's fine. Send us your feedback. We love doing this podcast. We love seeing your comments. Let us know what you think. And hey, let me wrap it up here saying, God bless you, business building warrior. I can't wait to do this again real soon. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.